Welcome to this worship service at the Old Presbyterian Meeting House in Alexandria, Virginia. We hope you will join us some Sunday morning here in Old Town, Alexandria. Again, welcome. We gather on this Baptism of the Lord Sunday as we remember Jesus' baptism in the Jordan and honor our own baptisms, holding on to its power and promise in our lives. As we gather in worship today, we also welcome Jane Bordeaux, who is our guest organist today. She has been with us before, and we are glad to have her back. So welcome, Jane, and thank you for being with us. The Lord be with you. Let us worship God. This morning our reading is from Isaiah 42, verses 1 through 9, God's promise concerning his servant. Behold my servant, whom I uphold, my chosen one, in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the nations. He will not cry out or raise his voice nor make his voice heard in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and a dimly burning wick he will not extinguish. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not be disheartened or crushed until he has established justice in the earth, and the coastlands will wait expectantly for his law. Thus says God the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and its offspring, who gives breath to the people on it and spirit to those who walk in it. I am the Lord and I have called you in righteousness. I will hold you by the hand and watch over you and I will appoint you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the nation to open blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from the dungeon and those who dwell in the darkness from the prison. I am the Lord, that is my name. I will not give my glory to another nor my praise to graven images. Behold, the former things have come to pass. Now I declare new things. 
before they spring forth, I proclaim them to you. Our second lesson this morning comes to us from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 3, verses 13 through 17. Listen for God's word. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. Why do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. When we celebrate the sacrament of baptism, as we just did, there is often an understandable focus on the adorable individual children. But I love the focus on the community of the baptized the congregation, through whom God reveals the divine self in us when we all come together in prayer to vow to nurture the family of the newly baptized as part of God's larger household of faith. Like the photo on your bulletin, we are each individually a drop in the bucket or a droplet in the vast waters of God's creation. Not that we are not each individually important as God's beloved, but God's interest is in the community of believers. None of us is more important than another in God's eyes. Not the ones who get straight A's or earn six or seven figures, or even the ones who might eventually one day cure cancer. God's message of love was shared Christmas Eve here, even though the homily's author, our beloved Pastor Rocky Lehe, wasn't able to be here. God's message of hope and resurrection was delivered this week by your associates instead of your pastoral leader. God's work goes on in us, among us, regardless of who us is. In baptism, we lift up and celebrate the individual sealed as a member of God's family, helping us all experience God's love and revelation to us as a community. Even with so many baptisms here to remind us, I've been known to create rituals to help us remember our own baptismal vows on other occasions, including later today in our service. When our current confirmation class gathered in the fall for a welcome dinner and orientation, we ended the evening here in the sanctuary, where parents recalled their children's baptisms, sharing stories of the day, and laying photos of surprised and wet babies in beautiful outfits onto our communion table. 
As we closed in prayer, the confirmands took clear pebbles from the font to give to their parents, inviting them to remember their own baptisms as the family symbolically delivered their children over to their church family of friends and adult leaders for a year of faith formation. In May, God willing, and if the Spirit so moves, they will confirm their parents' baptismal vows for them and join this church as adult members. Sometimes the process is a smooth one, and sometimes not so much. Sort of like baptizing babies. There are those who are adoring and cooing, and they're the ones who scream their heads off. No one said joining God's household was necessarily easy. However, we join the community. We are all God's beloved. American theologian Frederick Beekner said that baptism consists of getting dunked or sprinkled. Which technique is used matters about as much as whether you pray kneeling or standing on your head. Dunking is a better symbol. It symbolizes the end of everything about your life that is less than human. Coming up again symbolizes the beginning in you of something strange and new and hopeful. You can breathe again. We can feel the very breath and spirit of God in us. God revealed the divine self as joy, love, connection, calling us to let go of fear, anger, and division, incarnating as a human child in a family. Jesus of Nazareth modeled for us this is how to do it. He literally showed us the way, beginning with his own baptism. It was a meaningful enough event that each of the Gospels records it, and the author of Matthew places special emphasis on Jesus insisting on solidarity with the people, asking John, who finally consents, to be baptized. Jesus is baptized in water, as was the ancient custom, after waiting in line with everybody else, and by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is what moves within us, guides us, calls us, pulls us to do and go where God needs us to in the community. How is the Spirit pulling at our lives now to get us headed in the right direction that God intends us, wants us, needs us to go? Barbara Brown Taylor, Episcopal priest and author, describes the sacraments as our operating instructions for a lifelong journey of faith. Baptism begins the journey, pointing us back to God's grace and love in Christ and forward to the promised future in God's work in the world. In celebrating the Lord's Supper, which we do each and every Sunday at 8.30, we are strengthened and nourished, renewed for what lies ahead. The sacraments remind us that we are not alone. Taylor writes, We need other people in our lives to feed us and forgive us, to touch us and bless us and strengthen our resolve. There are no solo sacraments. They are our roadmap home. God may not need them, but we do. And while they cannot make something happen, at least they make sure that we are in the right place, if it should. They lead us directly into the precincts of heaven, 
which the language of Earth has always found tricky to describe. Oh, maybe the best we can do, or yes, or thank you, or amen, she concludes. To embark on this journey back home to God, we need to clean up our act, wash away our anger and anxiety that leads to divisions. We need to let go of fear, which is a major roadblock to love, to serving as God's beloved. The church has long asked folks before baptism if they renounce Satan, who represents all that keeps us from knowing God's revelation to us. Water has long represented being cleansed, beginning a life anew. It's an ancient and powerful symbol of life and death and renewal. In the Judeo-Christian tradition, it represents Israel's collective memory of both destruction and salvation, recalling waters of the Red Sea and the Jordan, as well as the chaotic waters of God's creation covering the earth. The earth's surface is still almost two-thirds water, and the human body is made up of about the same two-thirds water. And God created us in God's image breathing God's breath and life and spirit into us. Many of us experience God's spirit or presence moving within us, but like wind or air, observers can only see or feel its effects on that with which it comes into contact. How do we see wind in the rippling on the waters? But does nature try to control the effects of the wind moving across it? Is our first response to the spirit moving in our lives to micromanage or control or shut it down? Remember learning how to swim? Trying to float on your back while flailing around as you sank, begging your parent not to let go, not to remove their hand from under your back until somehow you let go long enough to stop thrashing, to be buoyed by the water. That's how the spirit moves among God's beloved. In this time of New Year's resolutions, can we let go of whatever void we might be trying to fill in losing weight or making more money or achieving whatever it is? Can we rest and breathe in the confidence that we are already God's beloved? Can we take a leap of faith and let go like learning to swim, knowing that so much of our lifelong fear and anxiety is generated from within us. Anxiety comes from what literally means to choke or strangle. Fear and anxiety so often have a chokehold in our lives, don't they? Stifling our experience of letting the spirit move in our lives. So I invite you, as you leave today, to take a clear glass pebble from the baptismal bowl in the narthex and carry it around with you this week. As you do, I encourage you to identify your biggest fear or anxiety, whether it's illness or death or public speaking or the unknown, and remember your baptism through which you have been claimed as a child of God, making a commitment to give yourself, including your greatest fears, over to God. 
God is with us. We are not alone. So at a profound spiritual level, doesn't worrying about how or whether God is moving in our lives express a lack of trust? Can we follow Jesus' example and take a leap of faith and let go of anxiety? Since God created and formed us and redeemed us and called each of us by name, can we remember that we are baptized, claimed as God's own beloved, regardless of who we might have been or what we might have done or what we might do in the future, or in the cases of adorable babies, before they can do or know anything? Our founding reformer, Martin Luther, famously reminded himself in his daily prayer, I am baptized. We can pray it too. God revealed the divine self saying, you are my child, the beloved. In you, I am well pleased. Words this good, love this powerful and unconditional demand to be remembered, cherished, and proclaimed again and again. We need to hear this affirmation from God and we need to hear it from one another to see God's spirit revealed in the faces of our sisters and brothers moving among us as we serve and love God by rededicating ourselves to caring for and nurturing each other. Each time we welcome one another, God's beloved, into the household of God to which we can all respond, thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray together. God, you who have named us and claimed us as your own, we lift our prayers to you this day. We come to you grateful for your love, grateful for your calling, grateful for all that is good in our lives and in this world. We give thanks for the joy of celebrating a baptism and for children nurtured in the community of faith. We give thanks for the truth of our own baptisms, assuring us of God's love and calling us to be God's people in the world. We give thanks for this community of faith and for the church around the world. We pray that we might indeed be signs of light and hope for all. As we join together in prayer, God, we lift up to you all that lies heavy upon our hearts. We pray for our world. We pray for places being ravaged by disaster, by fire, flood, earthquake, or storm. We pray for the people, the animals, the land in Australia. We pray for Puerto Rico, shock upon shock. We pray, God, for all everywhere who seek to cope with lives upended, whether by disasters large-scale or small. We pray also, God, for places in the midst of warfare and conflict for people who are oppressed or terrorized, for a world that sometimes seems to be spinning out of control. We worry about our future and we pray for all who suffer in the present. God, be with us. Be with all peoples. May your spirit move among us 
bringing wisdom and goodness and courage. Lead us as nations and peoples in your way. Give us the vision to see where we can act. Give our leaders the vision to act rightly. Forgive us where we fail and sustain us when we walk in your way. We lift our world community before you, God, and we pray for peace. God, we also lift up to you the particular prayer concerns that lay on our hearts for ourselves and for those we love. We pray for Rocky and Sally and Linda and Jenny and Grace. May your love surround and uphold them, God, again and again and again. We pray for all who grieve this day, and we lift up to you the sorrows and losses carried in our hearts. We pray for all who are struggling with mental illness, with addiction, with trauma, with disease. We ask healing, body, mind, and spirit. We pray for all who are caregivers and comforters, for all who accompany and support us in the dark valleys of life. And God, we lift up to you our struggles, our uncertainties, our questions, our doubts, our fears, our hopes, and our longings. We lift these up to you. They are all part of the life that you have claimed as your own. And so we entrust ourselves to your loving, healing, renewing spirit this and every day. Hear these our prayers as we pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our 